Richard Donner's Balls. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. I'm Heather. Hi, Ramsey. Hi, How are you? Oh, I'm great. How are you? Doing, doing well. Um, it's, that's all I got right now. Just doing, that's fine. <laughs> think that, think that's the best we can ask for. And it's honestly, the more I say it, the more I think it's not actually true. I've broken three different glasses this week. And so I actually think I'm not doing well at all. I don't know what's happening in my life, but it's fine. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say fingers. And I don't know what that says about me. No. It's very odd. No. Uh, I've not broken <laughs> three fingers this week. That- I feel like you would have mentioned that earlier in our conversation. God, that would have been so dramatic. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. All right. Um... <laughs> we have guests today. Let's just get to it because I, I have, I'm clearly a wreck. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what a day we have. Separately, uh, our guests are known as Michael Cassidy and Paul Rust, uh, but together they produce the brand new podcast, Song a Week. You can find it where you find podcasts and on Patreon if you want special bonuses. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Don't Stop or We'll Die. Welcome. Thank you. Ah, oh, thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. This is very exciting. Uh, Michael, you sound like this. I sound like this. (laughs) (laughs) That works. You queued me up and I failed completely. (laughs) We didn't prep you at all for that. But I guess I always sound kind of shocked. Perfect. Just like uh, if people weren't familiar, (laughs) just want to know which one is which. (laughs) Yeah, this one's me. This one's Michael. (laughs) And this one's Paul. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Great. Now we're all aware. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, do you want to tell everyone what album we're doing today? Sure. Um, we're going on a guided <laughs> tour through the movie soundtrack to the movie Beetlejuice. An- amazing. I mean, okay, so we've never done a... S- I don't think we've done a soundtrack before, have we, Ramsey? Uh, we did the uh the teen movie with the ska band. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> Clueless. We, okay, you're thi- you're thinking of the Ten Things I Hate About You soundtrack, but we actually just did a Save Ferris album. Is that correct? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did do Wayne's World. Oh shit, we did do Wayne's World, but this <laughs> is not. But Wayne's World soundtrack is not like. It was not the score. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. So this is a first. So that's exciting. Um, this is also the first movie I ever remember having a nightmare about as a child. So that's fun. That's fun for me. Um, that's good. <laughs> it was the snake. It was the snake. What What happened in the nightmare? I just remember being really scared of the snake. And I think in my nightmare as, I mean, when did this movie come out? 88? Oh, I don't think I watched it in 1988. Um I was it well unless I did that would explain the nightmare because I would have been four um (laughs) I think it was just the snake with the snake was just trying to get me um you know the very very evolved nightmares of a small child (laughs) it's a very scary snake yeah I I mean I still don't really love snakes as an adult so yeah I don't I don't like snakes even when they're not striped and speaking (laughs) English at me yeah even little (laughs) ones so okay what made you guys pick this album (laughs) <laughs> Time to defend ourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think lately Mike and I have just uh very recently uh mm-hmm. just have been really enamored with the main theme of Beetlejuice. But okay. I would say Mike and I have now known each other. We've been friends for 20 years and we've been making music together, I'd say probably for 15. And I'd say throughout all of that, Mike, we've been uh, fans of uh, that uh, the composer of the mm-hmm. of Beetlejuice, uh, Danny Elfman. Yes, Michael, you can tell me if Absolutely. I'm full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're not. You're not blowing hot air up our butts quite yet, my friend. We we definitely. I mean, Danny Elfman's definitely uh, a, a hero um, of of writing the score to movies. Um, and this one in particular, cause I don't know where, where are we, what's our starting point here? You haven't heard a lot of music, but like, you know, Danny Elfman and like, 
his music, like generally from watching yeah. the movies, probably. I am not familiar at all with Oingo Boingo, though. That's the band that he was in? He was in Oingo Boingo, yeah. Yeah, likewise, not familiar with that. I would say probably Danny Elfman's work I'm most familiar with is Nightmare Before Christmas, which I've seen yeah. one million times. Oh, cool. Sure, yeah. That's like an opus of his. I, yeah, I it think, might be his you know, pinnacle. His, yeah, his, I mean, like that's a good. I mean, I watched that a lot as a kid, and then I have nieces now, and they also love it. So have gotten the joy of rewatching it with children because it's not something I put on regularly as an adult, but I like should because it's very good. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, my daughter. Yes, my daughter is a fan. She loves Nightmare Before Christmas, and the music is uh, the best part, which is saying a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. My daughter, my daughter, daughters love Nightmare Before <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, I love that that one is like transcended, and it's like it doesn't feel too like old timey for them because there's some little like cartoons from when I my sister and I were kids that they don't. They're like, this is stupid. I tried to get them to watch um the, like the anima the animation like uh, Rudolph, and they were like, we no. Absolutely not. <laughs> like no hard pass on this. Oh, like the stop action yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> like no. That stuff is awesome. I have the same experience. My daughter, like getting her to sit through Peanuts or something, mm. or like the great, you know, um, like she's not sitting through that stuff. But yeah, Nightmare for Christmas is great. It's like um, Halloween is her favorite day of the year, so it's a like a whole movie that's about Halloween. So and it's her dream. It should be noted that. Mike and I's uh, daughters, they're both in their uh, mid 40s. <laughs> yeah. And goth, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we take them to Hot Topic every yeah. weekend together. Sure, to get, sure. Yeah. To get their nightmare before to uh, Christmas uh, backpacks and swag. For, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Well, it's great because they're in their 40s. So we get the senior discount at Hot Topic and we get a lot of awesome deals on stuff. <laughs> Mike so, and I have been goofy. I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean no, to. No, it's it's oh. impossible in remote recording. Go on. <laughs> okay. uh, Mike and I have been uh, having fun uh, lately. We'll go. Uh, 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 where are you going to goth? Hot topic. <laughs> Love that very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, so this score in particular, the, the Beetlejuice one, um, if you're familiar with, you know, he did uh what are his huge ones batman yep. like batman returns like that's i think that was my childhood spark to danny elfman like knowing what that was and i love all those scores too but i uh when he leans into the heavy dark stuff mm -hmm. um it almost becomes and i love the batman score and, the, and a lot of his scores are super dark but it's fun when it's a a fun movie, like a big silly movie, like Beetlejuice or like um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, mm -hmm. yeah. where the scenes and the content on screen is like bright and colorful and and not um, super pensive and grave. But it's Danny Elfman, so that stuff's all in there still. You get all the fun dark twists, but also his take on bubbly music, which is like kind of fascinating. I love it. Yeah. So you've been recently obsessed with the main theme you said, right? Yeah, we got a we have a dream, a goal. It's not a dream. It's a goal that we will accomplish. <laughs> a wish. We will accomplish. <laughs> Sorry, I get a little tongue tied when I talk about it. I get so excited. <laughs> the uh yeah, we want to do a cover of the of the opening sequence to to Beetlejuice. When we can do kind of a full band thing and like and practice again. On one of your recent Patreon exclusive episodes, you just kind of uh broke into it the baseline on the keyboard and it was it was so impressive i just out of nowhere <laughs> yeah uh, i mean we could do it right now if you want oh yeah Let's see. sure i don't know if i can oh yeah Ooh. can you hear that yeah 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 And that's Ooh. what we're going to do when yeah. we get it all figured out. We're going to get all the pieces. We're going to fine tune it. We're going to unveil it like Mozart used to unveil symphonies. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Have a big um, <laughs> unveiling of our Beetle, 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 Beetlejuice cover. <laughs> In and, this uh, case, a, a literal cover will be lifted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we don't have it um, entirely confirmed yet. I'd say it's probably just kind of a sign on the dotted line thing, but we're going to have all the backup singers be... Michael Keaton, Winona mm -hmm. Ryder, <laughs> Alec Baldwin, and Gina Davis. It's a, a real a real feat we pulled yep. up. 
It's tough. You don't want to jinx it because yeah. you don't want to talk about it. Like, what if yeah. it doesn't happen now? But I mean, it's so exciting. It's hard to not How let you, the cat yeah, out of the bag. Absolutely. <laughs> this is going to be like the quarantines over kickoff show. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Those new videos that have been coming out recently of Australia just partying and having fun. That's going to be us, but with <laughs> the Beatles new <laughs> Right. Because we know how to do it right over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay if it ends up being a super spreader event. I think it'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather my daughter never be able to go back to school than us never perform that song live. Truth. <laughs> Makes it. it Oh, I'm joking, of course. I, I would love for her to go to school. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> um, should we get into this album? I, think I have we more should. questions. Yeah. I think we should stop playing oh, yeah. it. All right. Here we go. Starting with main titles. <laughs> I usually read the song titles, but they're so long on Spotify, <laughs> I can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a little surprise I think waiting for us on the soundtrack. It's not all entirely Danny Elfman. I uh, me think. Oh yes, so, that is correct. So, yeah. So uh, that uh, it, uh, in a lot of ways, much like Beetlejuice, some uh, kind of trickery is awaiting us. Some, <laughs> a few surprises. That's right. I might watch Beetlejuice after this because I I really loved the Beetlejuice cartoon. I yes. didn't watch the movie very much. Cartoon's great too, though. I did really like the it. The cartoon was great. I mean, this movie is, I am as much or more devoted to Michael Keaton as I am to Danny Elfman. Yeah. He's truly a hero yeah. and so He's funny. note perfect in yeah. this movie. <laughs> it is so funny. It's incredible. Just like uh, yeah, the other day, oh. I. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say with the cartoon, that was the best part about you tune in and you get to hear this theme. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and in the days when you couldn't get it on, like, I didn't have it on tape or whatever, uh, or CD, I would get to be able to hear it by watching the cartoon. Anyway, sorry, Mike. Oh, no problem. I mean, wasn't a... <laughs> it's not a good story. Uh, but the other day, I was um, getting my son to put his shoes on and com he completely didn't appreciate my joke, but I turned to him and I went, shoot <laughs> But he didn't understand He's missing out. how funny yeah. it was. <laughs> so, obviously it's, you know, I, I'm making a reference here that you enjoyed the movie growing up. Was it something that you would watch, like, consistently? Yeah, I had it on, um, uh, occasionally... HBO would do these like free weekends where oh, they yeah. Yeah. yeah and yep. they and they kind of pull out their their best movies and show them off to you know first taste is for free we're going to trick you into getting <laughs> HBO and uh, I remember our family would go crazy and just record everything and oh God, kind of I'm yeah. glad that wasn't a singular experience my family also definitely recorded the free HBO weekends <laughs> Uh, that's why I saw Newsies a bajillion yes! times because it was on the uh, Disney oh. Channel free preview. That was like a universal experience. I don't, I didn't remember I had until you said that. Absolutely. <laughs> the Sunday night ABC movie was huge, and I had lots of VHS uh, records off of HBO. Uh, well, it, and Cinemax started doing that too. Yeah, and, and like now when I watch those movies on uh, later, you know, not on tape. I like either I'll know when the commercial break is about to happen. Because, <laughs> and then also, yeah, with the HBO one week, free weekends, you'd see the phone number running at the bottom to call in. So oh, yeah, that's more like Ghostbusters in my mind should constantly having like uh, 1-800 numbers to call and get HBO running at the bottom. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I love but it. Yeah, I, I love Beetlejuice. So we ha I had it on tape and that just meant I could wear it out rewatching it and stuff. Michael, you? Yep. Did you, you watch yep, this? It was the same. It was a rotation. I mean, I had a lot of movies on VHS, but the ones that got me the most, uh, that got the most play were Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters. Um, God, what else Mike, did I record like off of TV? funny paranormal stuff. <laughs> I do. I do. I really do. I remember when um, 
when Weird Al took over MTV for three hours one day. It was the terrorist act. Al TV, they did this promotional thing where it's like, oh no, Weird Al took over the airways. It's going to be silly MTV for a while. And I taped that whole thing and wore the shit out of it. That was still funny. It was like he aired all those like fake interviews where he'd like edit old Eminem interviews and Rihanna interviews with funny questions. Very funny. I love that. I ended up watching Edward Scissorhands like a bajillion times, but Beetlejuice I only saw once or twice. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Edward Scissorhands, I mean, that score is gorgeous also. That that gets as much play music-wise for me, for sure. All those movies, though, like, yes, like, aged with me, like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, little young man years, and then, like, (laughs) oh my god, Edward Scissorhands, teenage years that i would just emo out to that i would play yeah. that score and let my eyes fill up with tears and be like <laughs> i also have scissors on my head <laughs> no one understands <laughs> yeah i mean i do feel like also though edward scissorhands came out later right yeah post After this. This. Yep. yeah, yeah. Right. oh yeah so I feel like, because I feel like I remember that happening more. So I feel like that, because I also watched that one more than Beetlejuice. So I feel like maybe that one just, I was a more appropriate age to be watching it. So I think it stuck with me a little more as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think I probably Well, and score wise, we've, we've, we've talked our way into mm-hmm. the Harry Belafonte right. statements. Yeah. So this is, it's still very symmetrical. It's just two artists here, Danny Elfman and Harry Belafonte trading off, which is so great. Because it kind of encapsulates the vibe of the movie, I think. Yeah, unlike some other soundtracks that are like more of a buffet smorgasbord kind of platter, <laughs> this is like two great dishes that you, you're kind of pulling <laughs> yeah. from throughout the soundtrack. It's just a huge plate of spaghetti and meatballs and a giant bowl of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like me at the Ponderosa. The, fam- as a kid. the most famous Belafonte <laughs> riff in here is Banana Boat, for sure. The the, the dinner table scene. Right. That's like probably one of the more memorable, not scary parts. Or I don't know. I don't mean to offend you if you're scared of dinner. It's a ter- terrifying <laughs> moment for you. <laughs> Quite all right. Um. So okay. So you said you like the main theme. Have you like been listening to the soundtrack recently? Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because I, uh, uh, you know, recently those like end of the year Spotify mm-hmm. list came and I was like, ooh, what's my cool number one? And I was like, yeah. oh, right. It's just what I've been playing uh, for my daughters. It was just like the 1960s Batman TV show theme. I'm like, that's <laughs> right. not very. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I have been wearing out the Beetlejuice soundtrack because uh, I like the score part. But yes, also the Harry. Belafonte parts are, I guess, probably in quarantine, but before that, obviously, too. They're just instant feel-good tunes, so if yeah, you need a right. little pep up there, they're perfect. I listen to a lot of uh, movie soundtracks and that sort of thing while I'm uh, writing, and so as a result this year, my number one was Phoebe Waller Bridges' sister. <laughs> what? Oh, Wow. She did the soundtrack to that Emma movie that came out. Oh, oh yeah. Really good. And now Spotify, as a result, thinks that I really love her. That's great. And I do. Relaxing. She's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my children have also made it, have ruined my Spotify <laughs> end of year. Like, it's not fun to post the end of year stuff anymore. Oh, fun. Bubble guppies and baby shark. <laughs> Really, I loved those this year. <laughs> I mean, um, at least you have excuses. Mine was just embarrassing of my own accord. Like that, <laughs> just like, well, you're an adult woman who spends this much time listening to pop punk and Taylor Swift. Yikes! <laughs> That's good. Taylor Swift has great songs. That, I mean, that folklore. I loved it. I loved it. Can't even pretend I didn't. No shame. It's not even a guilty pleasure. That's just, no. That gets to just be. A pleasure. Also, if you um, ever like, uh, if you're on the street and you're headed to a meeting and you accidentally like tear mm-hmm. a garment and you you need to have it quickly fixed, Taylor Swift is one of the best places <laughs> you can go to. 
Yep. <laughs> Worth it. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Paul is right. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to walk past the truth. Yeah. You can't be talking about it and not point that yeah. out. Um, are there any other soundtracks you've been listening to or just exclusively Beetlejuice? <laughs> I listen to the soundtrack to There Will Be Blood yeah. quite a bit. Oh. Pretty much. That's that's. I mean, the movie gets a lot of play too, but that Greenwood score is so good. I listen to that a lot. And um, I love his Phantom Thread one a lot. I listen to that one constantly. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, I really liked it too. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess... Similarly, uh, with soundtracks, I have enjoyed the Inherent Vice soundtrack mm. a lot. And uh, yeah, that's good. That has some really nice, kind of laid back uh, 60s tunes. Uh, what other soundtracks have I? Uh, um, oh, oh, oh. I'm a big. Uh, Bee Gees head so I've been listening I was listening to the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack a lot and that's like four of their songs and then like a handful of other artists but they have the majority of them what other artists are on that I didn't realize there were other people yeah uh yeah 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 uh it's like um let me see uh back to the Elfman bounce <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys gotten the Elfman bounce just by us mentioning him on the podcast right now? <laughs> yeah, our uh, our Elfman levels have just gone up exponentially since you've joined the show. This this is funny to me. So I know I do know about you, Ramsey, that you listen to soundtracks while you're writing. I feel like I'm curious um, for everyone else when you listen to soundtracks because I feel like I would find this distracting because it's like so like it's moving. It's like doing it like because it's a score to a motion picture i feel like my brain doesn't just like process it as like background music because it has such motion to it and i think especially danny elfman does that make any sense what i just yeah, said it, it does <laughs> yeah i get it okay few. there are kind of more um i don't know ephemeral sound, mm-hmm. like kind of more atmospheric scores yeah that I, i'd have bouncy bits there's definitely themes and stuff in there but i um I don't know. I guess the only other one that I've listened to a bunch recently that came up on my Spotify was the uh, uh, the Imitation Game oh. score. Mm. It's uh, Alexandre Desplat. I don't even know. Uh, I feel like I must have run listened to it a ton early in the year because <laughs> <laughs> it's been months, but it popped up. I don't know. There's a lot like that that are more chill. This is not a chill soundtrack, to be sure. <laughs> That difference between like um, what you're saying, sort of like the Danny Elfman theme that would be kind of catching your ear yeah. and not allowing you to focus and read versus like the more uh, ethereal. Like I do feel uh, I'm not a big composer head here or score head, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like um, that's kind of been the difference of the last like 20, 25 years of scores, right? Like yeah. the only theme i can really remember walking out of a theater and being like i remember that theme was uh when i saw uh us oh yeah but like um danny elfman was pulling out like basically like pop melodies yeah stuff for like a good 15 wow. years and now i couldn't tell you really any film score like whistle it for you hans zimmer does good theming like the batman the the oh yeah the nolan batman trilogy has cool themes in it but i, I agree it's not like i'm whistling it Uh-oh. all the time Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anyone here see the beetlejuice musical no i was too scared <laughs> <laughs> no i heard it was great people like raved about it yeah, I did get to see it, and I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Awesome. No, I didn't get to. And I heard it's cool. like uh, moving as well. They found a way to like get some pathos out of Beetlejuice. Yeah, they managed to expand it, and they gave everybody like a, a motivation behind what they were doing, and without breaking anything, it was it yeah. was really impressively handled. That's didn't nice. it have to close prematurely or something too? Not because of COVID, because of something else. Uh, I think it was actually because of COVID. They oh. were 
on schedule to close at a certain date, but they weren't actually able to have that final. Got it. Man, that, I, that'd I be such a bummer. Yeah. I, I felt like there was some drama with their stage or something. I don't know. I don't know anything about Broadway, so I don't know why I would know this fact. Uh, supposedly it was the music man. They were worried that Hugh Jackman was going to come in and take over. That's what it was. <laughs> Giving you the well, Broadway dish. No, I, I'm excited. I, I heard, yeah, Hugh Jackman was going to be uh, in the music man, and I, I want to see it. Is that still going to happen? Like, uh, please? I believe I think, so. Um, the CDC said that the first people to get the vaccine are going to be the cast and crew. <laughs> yeah. Music, man. Seventy-six vaccinations going in my arm. <laughs> Dude, uh, that's quite selfish, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's going to die. <laughs> She's robbing the audience of future performances. Um, with this Harry Harry Belafonte playing right now, uh, I, I do have like a tidbit i heard once about i think tim burton shared on the commentary for beetlejuice where he talked about like uh originally in the script or the studio was pushing they were like the because the reason this music is in it is because alec Baldwin and gina davis's characters listen to it right mm-hmm. and so then when they have to haunt the house later they just use the music they like to haunt the people anyway uh the studio and like other producers were pushing like they should like Motown because that was like <laughs> big chill soundtrack times. Like yuppies oh, loved yeah. Motown. Right. I love Motown too. I'm not just saying it's for yuppies, but at the time I think it was yuppie <laughs> uh, to uh, pop, you know? But, yeah. Uh, 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 Tim Burton at the time was the one who was listening to a lot of Harry Belafonte. And he was like, they should be listening to this. <laughs> and uh, what a cool addition. That yeah. Movie, how lame would it have been if, like, they would have been dancing around the table to, like, the Five Temptations or something? <laughs> I, I also really like the vision of just Tim Burton at home, just listening to Harry Belafonte on his own, just being a creepy <laughs> man. Like, that's a yeah. great visual for me. Yeah, like <laughs> sitting by his swimming yeah. pool with headphones on, listening to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. That's that's. He's a- best friends with Emily the Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Better name or Strange Emily? I don't know. I knew what you were talking about. You guys really are going to Hot Topic a lot. (laughs) What are you going to go? I feel like the other other big one I was Invader Zim, a thing I only know from Hot Topic, not from ever actually seeing the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some pop culture that I'm only familiar with via shirt. I don't have an organic way to bring up this fun fact, but uh, Jenna Elfman is related to Danny Elfman by uncle-in-law. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's like, when I found that out, that was crazy to me because Elfman is a strange name. So the fact that I didn't ever ponder that, it was sort of like, I heard the fact. I was like, oh, yeah, their their last names are both Elfman. <laughs> True. <laughs> the, that should um... be Will Ferrell's last name. <laughs> oh my god. True. I think it might be actually. Could be. Yeah. We might have sure. changed Carol as a performer name. <laughs> uh this is the second time that Jenna Elfman has come up on this podcast. The other one was when we did the Woodstock ninety nine soundtrack because she comes out and introduces the Brian Setzer Orchestra on stage <laughs> as her oh. favorite band. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is the most like compressed time capsule <laughs> yeah. of late nineties. <laughs> introducing Brian Setzer. I saw Brian Setzer in a, a concert when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Very and cool. If you can just imagine a bunch of sweaty, pimply <laughs> choir and band dorks uh-huh. in the audience who all pulled out their grandpa and grandma's like old fart 40s and 50s clothes <laughs> thinking it was like cool, so cool. neo swing look it was the grossest night <laughs> <laughs> i need i need more of a picture what what type of venue was this in was oh it-, it was a convention center it was like the status <laughs> in sioux city iowa oh my god and- it's perfect I love Sioux City, but just Google a picture. It, it's <laughs> it's shitty. It's it, people call it uh, Sioux shitty. 
It's, it's it's airport abbreviation is S U X for real. What? <laughs> I feel bad for Sioux City. I know they're good. They gave me a lot of yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh no, it's just that somebody should tell them that their airport code. <laughs> well, now they. I feel like I'm. I'm so sorry. I'll shut up now. But they they are dominating now, or they they they've embraced it where like they um. The airport gift shop says like, uh, "Hey, this airport S U X." I mean, you, you gotta, Mike. What what oh, airport you do you come into? Me? Yeah. What I fly into Cedar Rapids in Iowa. Um, CID. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's not. It's no Burbank, man. Burbank takes the cake. Yeah, what an airport, it's huh? It's not going to move T-shirts. Is the problem? Mm. Yeah. No, not yeah. I've, never, I've never flown into Burbank. I always fly into LAX, and I'm told this is a big mistake in my life. Well, sometimes you pay a little more. Sometimes you don't. Uh, it's more expensive a lot of the time because there's just fewer flights going in and out of Burbank. But it's a joy leaving from there, arriving. It's just so much. Well, also, and we can make this episode about LAX because I have some <laughs> gripes. I yeah, I have some uh, gripes as well. I, <laughs> I do miss flying and I miss airports. Uh, flying in and out of LAX was the last flight I took before COVID. Really got in oh, wow. right, right under the wire. Um, I flew back. I landed at JFK to an email from my HR being like, no more flying. <laughs> so uh, that was, you know, great. But um, did you have to stay in New York or did you, you were able to fly back? Well, I live in New York. And so I was flying, I was in LA for a shoot oh, 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 and I was flying back to New York from that. And so I got back to my apartment in Brooklyn and just sanitized my suitcase and let it sit for a week. Cause I was too scared of it at that point. I was like, mm, seems like this suitcase yeah. might have COVID. I don't know how this works right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I do desperately miss traveling and flying, and um, I, 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 I don't mind flying. I have no like flight anxiety. I have airport anxiety because I hate inefficiency, which mm. is the entire airport. So, so I have yeah. like all the things pre-check, clear, all of it to just get through the airport. But even Ooh, with as much as I hate airports, I think I might miss airports at this point in staying at home. <laughs> yeah if only because then it was like for me like a container for like a month and a half or two months of whatever frustrations i had like i could go and like experience them by like yeah being like this airplane is not in my control just like everything exactly (laughs) (laughs) and it's no one's gonna look at you if you're crying or freaking out in an airport everyone's doing the same thing that's right perfect camouflage Oh I my would- gosh, at the, at the Burbank airport once at 5 a.m., I saw a guy with a coat covered up over his head at a gate, and he was just, like, wailing. He was, like, oh, bawling. My God. Was oh. So crazy. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. It's kind of weird having Danny Elfman score this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like we might have been getting to some wedding bits there. Yeah, I heard that organ. Seems a little early for that, but I don't know. Maybe that's just Elfman peppering in the organ a little bit so that later it doesn't sound super crazy. I also, I mean, we're playing this off of a playlist, so I also cannot attest that it is in perfect order. I mean, it seems like a lot of work to do to not put it in perfect order, but, you know. On the album version on Spotify, it's weirdly missing a couple of the Belafonte tracks. I don't know if it was for rights issues or something like that. (laughs) Putting up a fight, Belafonte. <laughs> what a stinker. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's also, if it's the Spotify playlist that seems to be relatively mm-hmm. official, <laughs> there's also that, um, like, the London Film Score Orchestra playing the main theme. They have, like, multiple versions of it, I think. Oh. Maybe it's not on this one. I Is did. that why they call it, like... Beetle water closet juice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, instead of beetle toilet juice. 
um, but it's funny. I like to picture like people with whatever season tickets to the to the symphony. And yeah. Let's go every every first Wednesday. We get all dressed up in our furs and our pearls, sure. and we go out and we see. Mm, let's take a look at the program here. Main title theme from Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> and then they become pleasantly surprised as it unveils how good it is. Uh, usually yeah, on the show. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Oh no, no, no! I was by the end there. Uh, by the end, those people are the ones standing up front conducting the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get so excited they gotta take things into their own hands. Ramsey, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh no, that's totally fine. Um, one of the things I would usually ask on this show is, have you seen? this band live that's not really a thing i can ask here but i realized that the hollywood bowl does the live nightmare before christmas thing uh every halloween so have you seen danny elfman oh yeah mike uh well uh also where it reminds me um danny elfman did the simpsons theme which mike did you go to that simpsons night at the hollywood bowl I absolutely did. I did not get, I have not been able to go to the Nightmare Before Christmas yet, but that seems like an annual thing now-ish. Yeah, I haven't um, gone to that one. I went to, year, um, uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, that I went to a live orchestra they, they played with um, 2001. Oh, that wow. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, especially with that, and like that live choir of people that's just like going nuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then, oh, I also saw a, a, orchestra, a live orchestra play with um, Punch Rock Love downtown at a theater. That was awesome. That's very cool. That's a great score, too, Jim yeah. Bryan. Yeah. Um, the, um, yeah, the Simpsons at the Bowl thing was really fun. That was even more fun than I expected it to be. I remember Lurlene really brought down the house. That was like my favorite song of the night, I think. Oh, wow. Did, was Bart there? <laughs> uh, Bart S. was there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, I believe he Very might cool. have raised a little hell. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's an overachiever. Um, he's probably. And, you know, Millhouse was there. Otto. <laughs> the three favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Millhouse yep. and Otto were there, too. <laughs> Bart, Millhouse, three and Otto. And a pod. Yep, the three best characters. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember around season four when they added Homer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, they got to get the ratings bump. That's like like when uh, Always Sunny added Devito. <laughs> um, going back to you saying that everyone seeing Brian Seltz Orchestra were band and choir dorks. That made me think about like, <laughs> did were any of you guys like in your high school band? Oh yeah, I I For said. Sure choir because i was in choir but not band but i didn't want to like ridicule people that i wasn't sure. that i was a part of sure it's, it's basically <laughs> it's right. the same you can definitely make fun of band people yeah. it's okay we got thick skin because we've been made fun of our whole lives and now we're invincible <laughs> oh well mike i was in like not just choir like <laughs> show choir which is like yeah. the most mockable thing like a group of like 12 people dancing choreographed routines together is <laughs> the high at least if you're sitting down playing an instrument that has, like, dignity. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that perspective. Let's be, I mean, honestly, most musical performances in high school don't have a ton of dignity, no matter how <laughs> <laughs> But what I was thinking about was that I, I also was in a high school band. I played trumpet. And I do remember, like, my favorite pieces to play were, like, when we would get to do soundtrack songs versus, like, just some boring-ass classical music. But I feel like yep. I don't think we I can't ever remember doing something from Danny Elfman. I feel like we did a ton of John Williams, but those were always still very fun to play. Yeah, for sure. And I think like I uh, I played trumpet too. Heather, and uh, <laughs> uh, when we would play, I was like the only part of marching band that was super fun was like, oh, we get to play <laughs> whatever Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love that, guys. And I also love it when you, like, watch a YouTube video or something and that happens. And the little, like, yeah. oh, when you're there and you experience it in real life, the kind of, like, wave of everybody being like, we're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Oh, God. Uh, it's very intoxicating. It, it reminds me, like, I haven't had this sort of shared group dork experience, but I also, <laughs> like, it makes my skin crawl. Uh, this makes my skin crawl. The, the band stuff does it. I like it when people are like, yeah, we're here in the Mission Impossible theme. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but, like, when I'd sit in church and everybody would, like, laugh at a joke the priest would tell, I'd be like, uh, I don't like communal feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss that in quarantine. Mm-mm. Church jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, all those, uh, all those high school peeps who didn't get to go to speech contest this year, man, that would be a drag back from if I, if I was back yeah. in the band days or the speech days in high school. What a ripoff, dude. Yeah. That's true, because you've worst. been like earning your stripes for years to finally yeah, get man. the yeah, first Yeah, what if it chair? was your senior year in high school? That would be the worst. Yep. Sorry, seniors. I mean, it's the worst for everyone equally, maybe, but... I'm finally going to lose my virginity at prom? Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> nope. The best, uh, the best hope I have is I'm going to lose my virginity at the opening weekend of prom on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> People, I mean, there might be teenagers out there clocking their virginity to Netflix these days. I don't know. I'm, um... Oh, I wish I could lose my virginity to James Corden's face on screen. <laughs> <laughs> these kids don't know how good they have it. Uh, I, I know this year, I know she's finally gonna, she's gonna want to go all the way <laughs> during the finale of The Great British Bake Off. <laughs> To be fair, when I was younger, I did lose my virginity <laughs> looking at a picture of James Corden, but he was like 20. It was like, he wasn't famous. But he was already in his costume from the Cats movie. <laughs> <laughs> a, few, a few people know that Richard Linklater was doing a boyhood-style version of uh, the yes. <laughs> Cats that took place over 20 years. <laughs> Hey, I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it feels like it takes place for about 20 years, that movie Snooze. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I shouldn't be hard on it. I, I, you know, I haven't even tried it. It's the, the band geeks of movies. You're allowed to make those jokes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, Ramsey, did you play um, in any uh, high school bands i was not in one of the high school bands i uh i took piano lessons uh begrudgingly mm -hmm. for many years and then because i was a big they might be giants fan <laughs> i parlayed that into an accordion nice hey right and on so then i did play the accordion at uh the school talent shows and did like a cover of hit me baby one more time that sort of thing what do you what do you feel like the, the uh, dignity Great. level is in that now in retro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you were saying that, actually, the memory that I'm actually more embarrassed of is at that same talent show, the the band, the good band, the good high school band did a cover of Coldplay's Yellow. Wait, like, mm -hmm. wait, I'm sorry. Was this like a high school rock band in your high school? Mm -hmm. oh. uh, not like our high school's band, but like the good garage band at our high school. Yeah, I, okay. Uh, nice. Okay. And I remember asking, like, in the audience, who does this song? Like, wh what is this song? Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm more embarrassed by that now. <laughs> I mean, that is the entire basis of this podcast, though. So that makes perfect sense that you don't know any of the music that I know from high school. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever play accordion still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I still uh, break it out every once in a while. Nice. That's great. <clears throat> Only Britney Spears songs, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's great release an album of accordion britney spears songs mike mike uh will have a big accordion and he plays britney spears songs and then i'm next to him with a smaller accordion and i play kevin Federline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll do that sometimes when we have a hard time going to sleep we'll do that so we can get to sleep <laughs> our little nightcaps <clears throat> Um, I have an accordion. I've never learned to properly play it. Needs a little bit of repair, but someday. Maybe if quarantine goes long enough, I'll learn it. 
I learned a little ukulele in the in the quarantine. That's that's a step. That's right. Absolutely, yes. yeah. I have everything I tried to learn in quarantine. I abandoned. I I feel like I just it has really fucked with my attention. You did kill a <laughs> yeah. sourdough starter. I do know that. I, I threw it down the sink. I got mad. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got, I'm told they're very frustrating. All my breads were terrible, and I was like, "This is bullshit." And I threw out my starter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad at uh, uh, um, taking on any new interests or whatever. So, like quarantine, definitely, I haven't even lifted a finger to do anything <laughs> new to activate different parts of my brain. Uh, but uh, uh, one thing I have done that Mike's heard we talk about endlessly but it does fit with beetlejuice i'm realizing because um i'll turn off the sound of movies and put on music and mm-hmm. let them sync up oh my mind and pavement's cool. album bright in the corners when played back to back perfectly fits over the length of time of beetlejuice and actually syncs up with it it's great you should try it that's awesome yeah uh how are you I have many more questions about this hobby. How are you picking the movies that you're going to mute and then picking the albums? Are And are you playing the albums back to back or are you mixing catalogs or different bands? Sometimes it'll just go with like a gut feeling like okay. uh, thematically um, mm. where it'll be like, um, I guess with Beetlejuice and right in the corners, I was like, they're both, playful like they don't take themselves seriously so this feels like it's a it'd be a good fit um but then i don't know like alien and prince's sign of the times is good Mm. Um, okay and that i guess like maybe that's like prince's like end of the 80s dark aids crack album and alien is kind of like a dark movie with not much like hope it's a lot of dread so i don't know like a lot of times it might just be uh yeah a mood i love that so how how many have you been like is this a regular thing or you've just done it a few times i've done it like the last like three months way too many And it's like it's like a drug or something where it's like felt good the first two or three times, and but now <laughs> I just keep doing it even though it doesn't bring me that much joy. <laughs> I think it's cool though, even if you're taking stabs on it, and it doesn't and it doesn't match up. That's cool. Very satisfying when it does. That's true. I do have the integrity, Mike, of like I'll if it's not working, I accept it and set it aside so that when it does work, uh, it it is really fun. Like, hey, Apocalypse Now and Steely Dan's Asia, this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and now Asia. you know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the I only mean, way you're going to find that out. <laughs> By trying. Right. I, I love the idea of those two going together, though. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, you have a, um, you have a, um, I mean, we've talked about uh, Back to the Future before. Uh, because uh, um, our, our our band's name comes from it, mm-hmm. from the movie, but also uh, um, the soundtrack album is filled with the lights. Mm. Speaking of soundtrack. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome soundtrack. Time Bomb Town? Um, <clears throat> Time Bomb Town. <laughs> uh, he's another living legend. Ooh. Who also has a S- Silvestri Wines Ooh. up in uh, Big Sur, oh. California. Um, I don't work for them, but I've been there once, so I'm <laughs> plugging it. You've been to the film composer Alan Silvestri's uh, Vineyard? That's exactly right. Oh, well, wow. I didn't go to the Vineyard. I went to the Tasting Room, which is in downtown. But there is a Vineyard up there. How was it? And I tasted some of the wines. Um, uh, I took a sip of the wine and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Did Fair he make enough? a lot of notes puns? Mm. <laughs> um, he didn't personally serve me the wine, which was highly disappointing. Um, there was a little kind of robotic Alan Silvestri oh. that was serving. <laughs> and you could tell it was all just like pre-programmed dialogue. Like, 
Was it like we weren't even talking to him? It was kind of a jip. That's you know disappointing. Maybe this isn't a plug after all. Let's sink this business once and for all. Stick to movie scores, yeah. Alan. Just go to Coppola's tasting room. He's always there. He knows what he's yeah. doing. Yeah. Golden court. <laughs> you don't see some winemaker try to like bust into a movie studio recording, uh, recording room and try to conduct uh, somebody to play the theme to Spider-Man. What is it now? Twelve? <laughs> somehow dovetailed into a new hot take. Yeah, I really had to dig it. Um, and a little more Belafonte, rounding yeah. it out. Ooh, that sounds so good. What a fun time. This is probably what plays in the credits, right? Oh, yeah. Or the end, this is when they end when they're like celebrating and dancing around. Yeah, yeah she dances with the football ghosts. Isn't yeah. that crazy? This movie yeah, ends right. with like, Winona Ryder floating in the air dancing with little football ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> this song, I don't know how on TikTok any of you are, but this song is very popular on TikTok right now. The, just the the part, the okay, I believe you part, just kind of looping. And then it's, I think it usually, I can't remember if it ends with a twist of like, it's people telling a crazy story, but yeah, the song is popular right now on TikTok with the teens. Oh, they'll use it for like, uh, somebody will be like, and then uh, a, a, a birthday cake came out of my mouth. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> right, right. Somebody says, "Okay, I believe you." Um, they could do that. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yep. I bet they do. Ooh, a soft letdown. Very good. Well, you know, Paul, you mentioned earlier that like these, some of these songs were on um were on play for you because it's like um just a little. Uh, dopamine releaser or serotonin or whatever. Yeah. Um, that what other songs are there like that? Like, this is definitely tripping that trigger. Like a uh, holiday road. Oh maybe, yeah. From National Lampoons. Oh yeah. This is like what other songs are just like. Oh man. Yeah. This makes me happy. I like the question of it being like a holiday road and be- like which ones are kind of like associated with the feelings that movie also gives you. Yeah. You know? Um. Oh, you know, when I hear uh, Surfing USA, mm. because that was um, what Teen Wolf rides on top of yeah. the van to, like, if I hear that, that, like, makes me think of teenage werewolves riding around <laughs> our van. Makes me happy. Yeah. Later wave uh, Beach Boy stuff just reminds me of Full House. So the, I I don't really know if that's a positive that or positive negative memory. I don't, I Forever. Don't oh, so. That would be positive for me. I think it's positive. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they do that weird thing where they're like, Uncle Jesse got to play with the Beach Boys, and then they turn on the TV, and it's like real-life footage of John Stamos playing with the Beach Boys or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. I feel like that was also like... Didn't they also appear on one of the like, hey, we're all going to Disney World. Yeah. I like they were episodes. on Full House all the time. In my opinion, <laughs> of it. I actually think they might have created Full House. <laughs> so, on one side of the house was Kimmy Gibbler and on the other side is where <laughs> the, the Beach Boys. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just neighbors, yeah. The funny thing about living in Los Angeles when I first moved here was like, the first five years, I kept thinking I was having Beach Boy sightings, but I was like, no, there's just a bunch of old dudes wearing, like, <laughs> dumb hats. <laughs> that's, that's, that's such a specific sighting, though, to think you're seeing... Like, I don't think that would click on my brain, like, oh, that is a Beach Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's similar well, to... It's, uh, it's, it's a Beach Boy. It's just right. not one of Fair, the... That's a good point. <laughs> would you guys have that thing where you'd be like... Um, you know when you go to college and then you come back to your hometown and then somebody who's in your class you oh, think yeah. is in your town? Yes. That happened oh, yeah. when I lived in Los Angeles for a while and I would come back for like Christmas to Iowa. I'd be walking down the street and I'd be like, oh, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's just my high school coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a different and coach. And there's Dauber. <laughs> yeah. Is that Jerry Dauber? Van Dyke? <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh right I guess they're shooting coach here this weekend 
I'm trying to think if there's been a time though where I did the opposite, where I was like, oh, that looks like so and so, and I was like, oh fuck, it actually is that person. <laughs> I did that too. Uh, I was walking by a bar and I was about to go into it, and I saw somebody sitting in the window that I recognized, and I waved to them, and it turned out that it was uh, it was oh, uh, no. <laughs> it was Paul F. Tompkins' wife that I just knew from Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure she was very graceful about she that. She was, yes. And it, we, it, it was all fine. <laughs> and now you're best friends. Yep. yep. You We're don't know, with, with, with social media, she might have gone, hey, it's Ramsey. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> the only one I'm thinking of is I was on the subway one day and I was sitting across from, and now the name is going to elude me, a woman from SNL in the 90s. She was in like the Boston thing with Jimmy Fallon. Why is her name not coming to my head? Rachel Dratch? Oh, Jerry Terry? Yeah. Rachel Dratch. Oh, Rachel Dratch. across from me yeah. on the train. And I was like, that looks like that lady from SNL. And then she like got up and walked off. And I was like, it definitely was. Like, she's so <laughs> looking. Like, how could it not have been her? It definitely was her. <laughs> yeah. When she walked out, did she go, uh, live from New York, me right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in, my, in my head right now, in this version of the story, she also got off at the exit for... Uh, 30 rock but i there's there's no way that that's actually <laughs> i am never that far uptown there's no way that's correct that'd be funny if she stepped out and she's like greeted by like the cheerleaders and wayne and garth yeah. <laughs> you guys mentioned the you football listen players to the from beetlejuice song. oh sorry go ahead i just said and the football players from beetlejuice go on yeah. <laughs> inexplicably Little known fact, the cheerleaders were actually cheering on the football players for Beetlejuice. Uh, Paul, you were asking about Wayne's World? Oh, yes. You guys were listening to the, the Wayne's World soundtrack, huh? Yeah. We did, uh, yeah. It's really good. I grew up with it as well. And uh, one thing that m- my wife and I laugh at a lot is um, in the, like, rock version of the Wayne's World theme song that they recorded with, like, G.E. Smith... Um, there, there's a really great part where uh, um, Wayne sings this part that's like so corny and not at all ever the ethos or the vibe <laughs> of, of of that skit sketch in the movie, which I love so much. But like, there's a part where it goes, <laughs> Mike Myers as Wayne goes, it's Wayne and Garth as they want to be. <laughs> very cool very cool (laughs) yeah society's really beaten down on Wayne and Garth yeah Yeah. Um, so we've made it to the end now and this is the London film version of the main theme yep Um, which which (laughs) version do do you prefer of the main title theme from Beetlejuice. I don't think there's a bad one, but I think the OG is probably best. Um, I don't mind the water closet version, though. It's still good. (laughs) Wait, also, Beetlejuice is one word, right? I think that's That's right. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Look, they they Britished it up and made a space. It's so much grosser somehow as two words. Huh. <laughs> yeah, because Beetlejuice is a name. Beetlejuice harmless. is like a squish this is bug. <laughs> Juice. Yuck. Huh. Yeah, the, it, it's better as just a noun, not adjective noun or something. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, we did it. Oh, yeah, we did it. Tales from the Crypt. Beetle guys, Beetle guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, Danny Elfman did the Tales from the Crypt theme. That's very similar. I, uh... Oh yeah, it is very similar. Around Halloween, at this I love Halloween. Also, um, I one night was just home by myself during quarantine, and I like just had too much to drink by myself, and just started listening to the Tales from the Crypt soundtrack. The soundtrack, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a whole soundtrack. cut loose. Don't worry about it. It was great. <laughs> that, that theme can pump you up. It's like uh, uh, that. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, n- Night on um, some mountain. What's that? What? <laughs> What's the like Fantasia? Uh, like uh, the end? oh, night on bald mountain. Night on ba- bald mountain. Yeah, it's just something that gets you. Uh, or a, 
in the hall of the mountain yeah, king i think is that one that's i i those things uh, it's sort of i guess the yin to the yang of like feel good stuff listening to like super gothic like orchestral stuff can really be a, a quarantine escape i i agree i think i was just trying to be spooky too to be honest <laughs> 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 I was just trying to be spooky. <laughs> well, the hot topics are closed. You got to do know, something. Yeah, can you blame I, I can't me? Go. Um, <laughs> that's right. We're going to bring hot topic to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was so fun. I mean, I've certainly never sat down and listened to this. It is funny, though, how much the main theme, like, I didn't listen to it before we recorded, but I, it's very. You memorable. instantly know it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. I, I, well, I think it's also thank you for used, humoring us. Yeah, you you got mentioning that like it. I think it gets used a lot or used to in trailers when they didn't have the film score yet, but they have oh. to like evoke a feeling of another movie. So I think oh. if you watch like the trailer for Death Becomes Her, they use like Beetlejuice music because they're just like, "Hey, you like that shit? You like this so shit good. too." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny did elfman do death becomes her he did didn't he he didn't that's sylvestri oh oh it really all comes yeah back. it all comes back the vintner wow interesting <laughs> I, the I vintner think, himself if you listen to actually this is a nice little marriage here if you listen to alan sylvestri's death becomes her thing it's him really trying to run in the 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 same race as beetlejuice hmm. that's really funny um wow and they took Elfman's music to get him in the game. Wow. <laughs> Boingo versus the Vintner. One more round. Yeah. What is, I really should have asked this question way earlier. Do you guys listen to Oingo Boingo at all? Not really. I, I mean, I know have. what it sounds like, to be perfectly honest. I think their it's early stuff I'm really not a great. fan of because it's a little bit more of the kind of like, not my cup of tea, Mr. Bungle, Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. Captain Beefheart kind of like it's about the, a good... techno, uh, the technical aspects of like, wow, they're pulling off this really Got insane stuff. It. But the latter stuff I really like that's more like pop, like, uh, 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 well, they did the weird science theme, <laughs> and then, right. uh, but also, yep. um, they have their. I don't know the last time you guys have watched uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but the end credit song that's really fun. They they do that on Go Boingo. Oh, okay, so that's pretty fun. I've been listening to that. Yeah, fun. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, yeah, at Ramsey. Any any notes from you on your enjoyment of the Beetlejuice soundtrack? No, that was super fun, and I really enjoyed that. Now I'm gonna have to go watch Beetlejuice. It's just in my brain. Yeah, I feel like Beetlejuice is like one of those things where if somebody, if you bring it up in a conversation, people kind of run off and then do it because it it gets you, it's like a a pink elephant. You know, (laughs) once you hear it, you can't unthink it. It's good. I mean, it's a great movie. I say fold it into the holiday fold. Make it a Halloween tradition, you know, like you watch Home Alone, It's a Wonderful Life, and Elf and shit. Watch Beetlejuice every Halloween, for goodness sake. (laughs) Great call. Gentlemen, can I bug you with one super nerd question real quick? Oh boy! No, go for yeah. it, please. How old is Edwin Crinkle the fourth? That's not a that's that's not a nerd question. That's that's a historian's question. <laughs> uh, 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 Ramsey is referencing uh, a song uh, for your listeners who aren't <laughs> aware. Uh, a song called uh, "Where Can a Nerd Find an Egg That's Square." And at the end, uh, <laughs> we reference a person by the name of Edward Crinkle the Fourth, which is really uh, kind of just the narrator. All Armin, uh, our friend Armin Weitzman, he uses language like that all the time. Like, can I be your Crinkle the Fourth? <laughs> <laughs> so I think we did that basically to make Armin laugh. I don't know how old would you say he is, uh, Mike? I mean, I would say. Hmm. Maybe thirty nine forty. Conveniently, both our ages, Mike. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I meant that he's both. <laughs> <laughs> sort of this liminal space between both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so if you don't, I want mean, me to- he lives in a timeless void. Is the actual answer, but oh, I feel I it's too scary for these times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you. Uh, thank you uh, uh, for listening to the bonus episode but also thank you for referencing at the top uh 
Richard Donner's balls, which is a, an expression. Yeah, we we put sometimes in the background of of uh, songs because <laughs> the vowel sounds are really pretty when you sing them. But we are talking about a uh, Goonies filmmaker's balls. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's nice. It just adds dimension to the music. <laughs> Just that extra layer for everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. What would you like thank to you. plug before you go? Well, this was truly well, a pleasure. Let me just say, this was so much fun, and thank you guys for having us on. Uh, it was a blast. Absolutely. Uh, Your podcast yeah, Mike, is awesome. This is, a cool, this is a cool premise. Uh, I think we should plug song a week. Paul and I are releasing uh, a brand new Don't Stop or We'll Die song every week, every Wednesday on our podcast called Song a Week. Perfect. Yeah, we do, uh, uh, so uh, wherever we pods do a little can be goofums at the top. And then uh, with our help, uh, uh, Amin Zarukian, he's a really talented musician, and Tony Thaxton, uh, we cook up like a fully produced uh, uh, tune that would go on an album. We put it uh, out every week, and it's been a really fun thing for Mike and I because we just uh we'll come up with stuff with tunes and unless uh, uh a lot of times they'll kind of be forgotten about and 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 go to waste but this actually forces us to kind of explore every everything we come up with and it's been Mike I don't want to speak for you but it's been real fun it's been a hoot <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a lot of fun yeah yeah it's nice to to get the songs out there we have a lot of uh fun stuff coming soon and uh so yeah on apple or wherever you listen to podcasts there's a patreon you can check out the band you can find on insta mm-hmm. at don't stop or will die um we'd also else? like to promote air Ooh. we just think that uh uh well all of the elements right mike we're pretty pro Yeah, element. wind and fire for sure water i guess i guess water squeaks in there yeah let's do them all let's promote them all don't forget love oh yes heart yes the power yes. of the heart <laughs> the fifth captain america <laughs> dude <laughs> actually heart might have been a, uh, a girl i forget i think it was a boy okay yeah good yeah. <laughs> he had the bowl cut <laughs> um yeah so i don't know check out the band Perfect. we got we're, we're we're just flinging new music all over the place <laughs> Who who was the biblical figure who um uh, uh when his hair got cut he lost his power I forget I'm blanking Samson, Samson? Yep. yes yes uh, that would be great if that was that Captain America uh, or the Planet of America uh, Captain Planet <laughs> character the guy with the bowl cut that if like his bowl cut like if he lost it if it was cut <laughs> he he'd lose all of his powers the whole yeah, he'd lose team his would heart. lose their powers it was all entirely held in his bowl cut. Not those stupid rings. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. No, in no, every no, no. episode, they'd always um, get dangerously close to the barber shop, <laughs> and they'd have to pull him away. <laughs> There's never a villain. It's just him thinking it's time for a haircut. <laughs> yeah. He keeps forgetting the rule. Okay. Well, thanks, y'all. Uh, but thank you for having us, gentlemen. This what a pleasure. Blast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Follow us on the internet. Do it. <laughs> Follow Heather at Heather Shea. Follow Ramsey at Ramsey ESS. You got it. And then you can f- go to our website. It's at, no, it's not. It's if you're listening.com. Uh, there you'll find the Twitter name I tried to just give you. And you can find our Spotify playlist. You can find everything there. Okay. Sounds good. Go check it out, everyone. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>